Hey everybody, welcome to the Down the Rabbit Hole podcast. It's your boy, Rob the MC. And guys, I got a really funny, interesting, intriguing dude today. His name is X. Everybody, give a round of applause for X. Hey. <laughs> Yo, so guys, X, uh, me and him have been cool for quite some time. I would say a good, I mean, I would say a good six plus years I've known him. Um, yeah, right. Would you say a good six plus years? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Quite some time. And nigga time, that's a lot. <laughs> you know, no dude. <laughs> nigga <Right>. time. <laughs> you know how to have dog years? You got nigga time. <laughs> yeah, bro. So tell everybody your background, man. Because you're, you're just, I just think your background is so intriguing. Um, well, just to start, I guess I can start uh, where, I, where I was born. Mm-hmm. I was born in North New Jersey. Um, you know, uh, moved all around. Think about New Jersey people were always nomadic, so we just don't stay still. Um, you know, uh, I, I graduated from New Jersey, but then I moved down to Maryland uh, for school. Um, I ended up joining uh, Howard University mm-hmm. after going to community college. And I recently just graduated with my political science degree. Hey. Um, just trying to get my life together, but I was able to come down here and, you know, work on my passion and work and, you know, get my life together. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So, so, so naturally, I'm going to talk. We're going since you from you so you from you from Newark, Jersey, right? There's this yeah. big beef we have. All right, I'm from Baltimore, baby, West Side, shorty, you know. And um, there's it's been some problems for I would just say for the last decade plus, really case with since the case with era of house music. And if you if our listeners don't know about club or house music, and now in Baltimore we call it club music. I don't know what do you what do y'all call it in Jersey. I'm going to be honest, uh, like our house music and club music comes in different generations. You know what okay. I'm saying? Okay. Right now, I would say that it's more of a club music type thing. You know okay. what I mean? And that's where the lines get blurred. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, so, so my question to you is, I just seen, I listen to a lot of uh, club music or how, AKA house music on YouTube, right? That's what I think most of us who listen to that type of music do that. I think the era for house music or club music was really in the early 2000s to mid 2000s, in my personal opinion. Like when it was a fever pitch, when they had like the battles and people would battle right. each other and Jersey would talk their mm-hmm. shit and Baltimore would talk their right. shit and then Philly would try to put their dirty ass in there. Um, I love Philly too No disrespect So tell me about this man Because a lot of Jersey people Be coming crazy Talking crazy to me Like oh we, we invented it Or we, we, we mastered it How, What are your thoughts man As a, as a Jersey dude I want I want I want your honest as, opinion As a Jersey dude Like it's a lot of history Because like you know We go to um, You know cookout And we hear music That's like club music But it ain't club music You know what I'm saying That's where the house music Comes in So mm-hmm. back in the day In New York and New Jersey they club music was like gospel music too. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So like the same type of thing, and that's where it kind of gets confusing because like, you know, it's like the same type of rhythm that they got down here. It's a different type of box mm-hmm. in the Baltimore club music than in Jersey club music. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that, that Jersey club music is coming from the house music that was older mm-hmm. and forming into its own thing. Now, I can't lie. Some of the dances though, <laughs> we definitely took to Baltimore. I can tell you that right now. Are you I saying- don't care. <laughs> I'll put you straight up. Some club dances we took, and we don't care. Okay. He <laughs> said, so, that's some Jersey shit, nigga. Give me that, nigga. Son, give me that, son. Give me that motherfucking <laughs> club music, son, nigga. Damn. Nice dance you got. you be bad if somebody else did it. <laughs> Jersey. <laughs> that's, that's, that's funny as shit, son. Yeah, you have, because I've seen y'all do, this is my thing. I have noticed Jersey club music is a little bit more smoother, like the, the way y'all sound. Ours is a little bit more uh, harsh. Come on, come get this pussy. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> I get it. Y'all, y'all's like more, y'all's like a smooth liquor and we like a shot when it comes to like yeah, house. Yeah, like Henny. Yeah. And we like, you know, a margarita. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> margarita. <laughs> 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 you funny as shit, bro. Okay, God. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Salt. Depending on the level of the homicide rate at the time, depends on the type of club music or house music you're going to get. You're right. You're right. You're right. If the murder rate is over four hundred, you're gonna get some really good house music, club music. Oh yeah, it's about to be pop. You know what I'm saying? If it's in, if it's the mid to two hundreds, mid to high two hundreds, then you you might get that weak yeah, house music. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Sorry, homicides are terrible, but it's, yeah, it's it's real shit though. It's real shit. It's, so now, okay, so this we're gonna go down the rabbit hole, guys. Let's talk about the difference between community college and Howard and Howard University. The the Howard University. Uh, there's a big beef with um you know with uh, Hampton as well. The real HU. They they have this whole beef with the HU thing. But my question to you is, in your experience as a black man. The dating pool in community college versus the dating pool at Howard University. What are your thoughts? Um, dating pool at community college, me personally, I don't know, nor have I attended, like, a black community college. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that's the that's one main difference. I'm getting a little bit more variety. Uh, mm-hmm. But the thing about community college I've also realized, too, is that, you know I mean, it's more like, you know, local. So people aren't, like, you know, maybe thinking as big as they want to or – um they're trying to plan for something. Mm-hmm. Now, when you get to a Howard University, you never gonna be around that many black you know, women. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. doing that much stuff and doing like big stuff, trying to be doctors. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's weird to say, but like that's just the last time in my life, more than likely, that I'll be surrounded by that many illustrious black people. Wow. You know, so you, so you're basically saying, just making sure I understand, that the mm-hmm. the head that you got in community college is better than the head you got at Howard Community College. Gotcha. Okay. So community. Oh, yeah, they, they had less to lose. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Plan B's on deck, nigga. Yeah, like I go to Howard, I got I got a museum. You know what I'm saying? I got read more books. You know what I'm saying? Like, I need to talk. I need to address my toxic masculinity. You know what I'm saying? Like, all that. Damn, nigga, you got to unpack your trauma. Right. Like I just be trying to chill. Community college a little bit more chill, you know what I'm saying? Like everybody be on their own waves and stuff like that. Like Damn. It, Niggas, it, was, it was it was cool for what it was. And then also dating in DC is expensive, nigga, because DC, you know, you 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 lucky if you can get out of a date with like thirty, forty dollars invested. You feel me? Bro, that's just the park. <laughs> <laughs> that ass. And if you park the wrong place, nigga, it's gonna be a hundred and twenty, two hundred, three hundred. Because we come to tow that down. <laughs> yeah, and they could do it quick. Yeah, when mm-hmm. I, my thing is, when I was in Atlanta, I was I was down in this area called Pond City Market, right? And um, I went to Whole Foods, you know, real liberal, progressive nigga shit. And um, we was at Whole Foods, but we went into the Whole Foods, right? But then we left the Whole Foods and we went into the Pond City Market. But this is the thing. If you're in the um, Whole Foods parking lot, you cannot, if you're not doing business there, then you cannot... Um, just leave your car there. So, nigga, I was like, I seen everybody else leaving and walking on the other side. So I said, let me go ahead and try and do this. Nigga, I came back in about an hour, not less than an hour, and it was $75, nigga. Come up with that $75. So they, I think Damn. they have they have undercover people, bro, that watch, I think, and they, and they see who leaves. I said, how the fuck they know me specifically, you know, that it was me? Going to the other side of the, 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 I didn't stay inside the Whole Foods. So I think they got some undercover snitch ass niggas, man. Yeah, yeah, that's how they get you, man. Yeah, so um, I'm gonna come up with a stop, a stop snitching DVD um, for Whole Foods snitches, and um, we're gonna be, you know, we're gonna be pulling up on that, it. Was that BC as in before Corona? Yeah, that's before. <laughs> that's before. Yeah, we're gonna pull up on them, man. You know. Right. Yeah. So interesting, man. So Howard University, wow. So let's kind of get into the rabbit hole of that, man. So, so this is my thing. Um, I'm in Atlanta now, and there's so many wonderful black women down here, bro. I feel like, and, and you got you got the Clarks, you got the, um, you know, you got the what's the other the big college down here? Um, Spell Mizan, yes, sir. Okay. Yeah, I, know, I know where all the black be. I know where all the hugs black be that. Yes. I, I you you make do you make yeah. your you put your Tinder profile on all the HBCUs with the black women? <laughs> <laughs> I want to have me a Spellman one. On the season side, I need you to put season on your. <laughs> it was like, let me find the AKA area. Let me see where they at. Let me find out. <laughs> let me see where them Deltas is at. I know they. I they need a hot area. You, you get a you get a good hand job from a Delta. <laughs> hey man, nah, they, they, they fuck you. They fuck you. <laughs> they, they, fuck you. <laughs> they got that. They got that Joe Scott energy, bro. They got that. You know how they say big dick energy? They got big tit energy. Those Joe Scott yeah. got big tit energy. They ain't no big dick yeah, energy. Call it big click. <laughs> Big clip. <laughs> yeah, I love Joe Scott, man. I can't believe that dude came out of pocket and was talking about Joe Scott like the that, man. I would do to Joe Scott, I can't speak on. Nah, me neither. She's not married, I don't think, okay. anymore. You know. She look, no, she not. She's single, mm-hmm. ready to mingle. Mm-hmm. If I ever see Joe Scott, I'm shooting my shot. Exactly. And that all rhyme. Hard. Exactly. I want, if Joe Scott fucked me, bro, I think I would come out with a, a, a D'Angelo type album. Nigga, if Joe fuck me, I'm gonna look like August Alcina. I'm like, yeah. 
you're gonna be a dark skin August I'll see word, word, okay. you're gonna get the glasses Wait, too <laughs> yo if, honestly bro there's so that just I, there's there's so that you know just being respectful of all black women this is there's 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 a there's a short list of black women that if they let me have a, a sexual interaction with them the the top two is um it's gonna be Jill Scott okay and and also um Tracy Ellis Ross mm. I feel if Tracy Ellis Ross fucked me nigga I'm a I'm gonna write the greatest TV show ever <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel you, but you you but you, you gotta come correct though. She gonna, she gonna fuck my life up. <laughs> but while I'm with her, I'm gonna be on top, nigga. I'll be out. I'm gonna get me a nice little grill and shit. We gonna get nasty grill. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna wrap my head. Mm-hmm. Uh, she gonna she gonna open me up. You, you know you're gonna grow the, the small cor- the, the the small the locks. You're not gonna have the long locks. You gonna have the like the little beady dudes. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have the little baby lock. Yeah, baby. <laughs> And you're gonna smell like shea butter all day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's that's the thing, man. I, I just so Ezra. So the dude that said that, man, I know he apologized, but fuck you and your camp, bro. You shouldn't even yep. came out of pocket. You should know for the culture, there's specific yeah. people that black people protect. So that's Denzel Washington. How dare you come at Jill Scott like that? Yeah, Will. There's Denzel Washington, Will Will Smith, and Jill Scott. Those are kind of the main people that you gotta like. We roast. We're roasting Will right now, and I think he's gonna be roasted right. till Corona ends. But- First of all, we're going to get past this, bro. Like, that Will Jadison, mm-hmm. that's small stuff. Yeah, it is. So they still they still happy in their marriage. Oh, not yeah. Like a lot of people. Oh, yeah. And it's not like Will didn't know. Exactly. You know like, not like he found out when the world found out. Yeah. He found out. Yeah. That's the difference. We got confidence. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And what works for them works for them. Oh, yeah. You no. Know, I mean, it's a little weird that, you know, Jada did, you know, have sex with Jaden's friend. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, you know how the game goes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Especially in the celebrity world. like. Oh, yeah. They they, they switching everybody. Yeah. Different. Yeah, man. And it's like they still haven't arrested the cops that killed Breonna Taylor. So, at the end of the day. Yeah, bro. We- <laughs> yeah. They got rid of Nick Cannon quicker than that. Oh, yeah. You know oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, sh- they tried to get rid of it. Yeah. Oh, no. Yes, yeah, it's, it's tough, man. So, but getting into just so as a dude who's not a college graduate myself, I am a a, a certified self educated black man. Yeah, no, my brother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, be the best one. Exactly. So, tell me about the dynamics of cultural interactions at Howard University. So, you know, black people, we, we're not a monolith. What are some of the big groups that you you, you ran into at Howard University? Like, was it like the Afrocentric people, the, the open relationship, polyamorous, or did you have like the Barack Obama want to be you know black? folk what type of uh social groups or you know parts of black inter- of experience that you interact with a lot at Howard university um I, it's a lot of, it's a lot of africans at uh at howard you know what i'm saying from mm-hmm. every country you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying and it's nice to be so close to somebody like they be coming straight from africa you know what i'm saying they be like hello my name is and then i say what's up <laughs> you be talking you know what i'm saying they tell me about the culture they be telling me stuff mm-hmm. like i i know that once i do get the chance i'm going to africa yeah. It's happening in the next, whenever Rona is over, mm-hmm. I'm going. Post Rona, you're going to be so, there. Oh, yeah. And I know people out there now. You know what I'm saying? Um, You know, you definitely, you know, I didn't, like, I was around people that was in the LGBTQ mm-hmm. community. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But now, like, I, I've grown, like, real relationships with people. You know what I'm saying? I'm basically able to ask them, like, about stuff. Because I'm a serious person. So I'll be like, like, how do y'all feel about this? You know what I'm saying? Because I'm not part of you. So I want to see the perspective of someone else. So I got that type of, you know, interaction. That's really um, good. I, I met I met some really good, you know, people. You know what I'm saying? Now, I, I can't say every person I had was great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't say every experience I've had was great. You know what I'm saying? But I learned a lot about myself, mm. Um, you know, as a black man. And I learned about the world around me. And mm-hmm. that's what I wanted. I majored in political science with a minor in sociology. Oh, wow. I got a concentration in television production just because I was studying that before minor, but that's my, you know, rap sheet. Mm-hmm. So um, when it comes to, like, uh, understanding who I am, mm-hmm. you know, everything that involves me is black. You know what I'm saying? But everything that is everything is black. You know what I'm saying? We don't realize that stuff that involves math. We have, you know, black facts about math. You know, black facts about... Uh, ceramics and black facts about, uh, you know, in Latin America. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's so much information that I was taught, 
but also had holes in it, and I never knew. Oh, wow. You know what I'm saying? Damn. So it kind of opened up my eyes to so much more information and how it's easy for people to not believe, like, where we come from. Yeah. Because that's where we're, pro- we're we've been programmed. That's how we've been socialized. That's true. We've been, we've been socialized to understand other people's culture and forget about our own. You know, we're really the only people really that really don't have culture. You know, people in Africa, they have a culture that they can stick to, that they, you know, mean that they stand for. Black people in America, we don't really got culture. We got the black Americans. That's a culture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got N1 mixtapes. We got N1 mixtapes. In the world is dangerous, but yeah. Yeah, we, like, we got N1 mixtapes in our culture. <laughs> yeah, like, that's, yeah. What, that's on our Hall of Fame. You yeah. Know what I'm yeah. Off the Heezy but, is forever uh, important to the black community. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's interesting. I want to talk a little bit more about that, too, because um, mm-hmm. you talked about how you really interact with a lot of African folks. And we know being from the, the I, I am from Baltimore, but just saying just being in the D.C. metropolitan Baltimore area is a lot of African folks. Right. And my mm-hmm. thing is, um, what is that beautiful sister's name? She um, she I don't want to talk. She was in se- uh, seven years. Uh, what was it? Tw- Twelve years a slave. Mm-hmm. What is her? Um, and she also was in Wakanda. What was her name? Um, I can't believe I'm not remembering her name right now. Beautiful dark skinned sister. I know you're talking about though. Um, like beautiful eyes. No, just dark, just beautiful. She's a, she's uh, what is her name? Because we, we uh, let's see. Give me one second. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to. You talking about Lupita? Okay, yes. So great. I'm having a brain fart, bro. I even had my. I hadn't had my Chick Fil A sandwich yet. I haven't had my Chick Fil A sandwich yet. So Lupita. So when Lupita became hot, right when she was popping, I was. I was. I'm a Lupita stan. I think she is just naturally one of the most beautiful black women ever. Period. To ever walk the earth. Period. Okay. And so, my big thing with Lupita is that. Um, she see her. She's just so beautiful. And so I went on like an African girl kick too, as well, for quite some time. I was on a big African woman kick. I literally, I was trying to date as many African women, like straight up continental, not just African American. But I really wanted right. to see. I said, if I'm gonna be a Pan African, I got real down the rabbit hole. I said, if I'm gonna be a Pan African mother, and I need to have me as a African woman with a culture. And so yeah. when I raise my children, we can, language. yeah, we can speak another language and we can have that little intercultural connection. It went very bad. I had a really bad interaction with a girl from Zimbabwe, basically in my early 20s. And I want to find out your African, you know, stories too, your African, continental African women's stories. So she was um, from Zimbabwe. I'm not going to mention her name. She worked in the film industry as well. And um, she came all the way from California to go out on a date with me. Now, her friend happened to live in like, the, like near the College Park area, Hyattsville area. Um, but she came all the way from California. She actually stayed over my house. She didn't last over my house for a day, bro. She was just, she was very like entitled, I'm not saying all African women, but she specifically was very entitled. You know, she had, a, she had like a, a master's degree, very smart, very intelligent, but she just wasn't at her age. And I was wondering why she was in her, her early thirties and not had a serious relationship. And she was so hard up to get married. And I saw certain personality traits. So it got to the point where she just came out of pocket so much that I literally said, you can't stay here for the rest of the night. I, I'm not going to stay. You, you're just not going to stay with me for the rest of the night. So I literally drove an hour and 10 minutes. She didn't even last eight hours in my house. Um, she, the first thing was she was sick when she came over, which I understood. So I let her. No, she let, I think she might have lasted a day. No, nah, less than a day. She stayed for like a she stayed for like a day and a half. She was sick. So I kind of I kind of gave her some chicken noodle soup and kind of just babied her a little bit. Yeah. But she was so stressy, so stressed. She stressed me out so much. When I was driving, I got into a car accident. I literally hit, had, a, had a fender bender with someone because of her, her attitude. I was like, God damn. And I only could imagine what it would like to be with her for a day. So I dropped her ass off an hour and a half down in like Montgomery County and got her get the, got her get the fuck up out of my <laughs> apartment. She was that uh-huh. toxic as a person. And I'm not saying all African women, but my attempt to try to get my Wakanda on went very, very bad. So my, 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 so I'm saying, saying this to say, Lapita had me on an African, a continental African woman kick for a long, for a minute, for like a good two years. Did you have a kick where you were going through like, you were really trying to date like continental African women? Bro, I don't know. This is like, since I, because like, before I went to Howard, I had never really dated white women. You know what I'm saying? Like, I never really dated like a thing. I've only dated like black women. You know no, 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 I'm so, saying, I'm saying, did you ever try to date, I'm saying, did you ever try to date, yeah. like, a, a straight-up African-African? 
but I never had an option until I got to Howard. Oh, wow. <laughs> so when you got the option, did you? Oh, hell yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we wasn't in a relationship, but, like, I, all right, let's put it this way. I have good, I've had, at this point, I've had good uh, interactions with African women and bad interactions with African women. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, most of them were good, mm-hmm. but when the bad ones were bad, they were bad. Who was the worst one, bro? Like, you got to tell me. African women, it's expectations. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> so you, which one you want to hear You want to hear the good one or you want to hear the bad one Both so let's do the worst one first bro Give me your worst <laughs> Okay This girl She was from Kenya Okay Right. Mm-hmm. And you know she was like She was nice still She was dark skin She was Pretty, you know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. where I work, she came into my job and like we started talking and stuff like that. And we got each other's information and stuff like that. And it's like, you know, I mean she was hard working and stuff. And when it came to like, you know, um us like meeting up and stuff like that, it always like was an excuse. Oh yeah. Right? So then I was just like, Well, I mean, we could just like be cool. We ain't gotta like do it like that. And she she just totally flipped on me. I was like, so, so I want to meet up with you, mm-hmm. and you dodging me, mm-hmm. right? But when I say like I'm good, I'm like you don't gotta meet up; you can just be cool. You flipping on me, damn. <laughs> and then she came by my job to ask for a favor. <laughs> what the fuck? This all happened in like two, three weeks. The so f- I was just like, you know, like maybe I should take a break on. And this is before I, I like. Um, this is so I had to take a break in Howard, you know what I'm saying, on paying stuff. So this is between like Howard, me, like saving my money to pay for stuff. Mm-hmm. So like from there I was like, I don't even know. Like that was like the last like girl I tried, but recently, um, I have like talked to this girl from Nigeria and I've known her since Howard. Okay. Like, we were always fooled and stuff like that and like she was I mean, we was like, you know what I mean? Like some real, like good friendship, you know what I'm saying? But we was never cool mm-hmm. because like, I knew my friend liked her and I don't think she liked the friend. Come to find out it was true. And she just didn't feel comfortable like being around him, but she was cool with me. Apparently she had a you know, feeling for me. Mm-hmm. So she be cooking. She said, hey, oh, wow. I have this pot of food. Mm-hmm. Would you like a pan? Not a plate. Okay. <laughs> I get pans. <laughs> God damn. Sign me That's up. That's what I like. You know what I'm saying? Like she'd be like, oh. I'm making edibles. You want to be my guinea pig? You know what I'm saying? Like, Damn. And, you know what I mean? I like that openness. You know what I'm saying? And she, she'll, if she's also the type of person, she'll check my shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? She'll call me off some shit and not give a fuck, but she's also doing it in a loving way. Wow. You know what I'm That's why I realized with African people, they're so straightforward. Even, like, working with them in, like, my business and everything like that, mm-hmm. I realized I got to be straightforward African. Yeah. Tell them, like, what it is, set a tone. Okay? Yeah. Because if you don't set the <laughs> tone, they run your ass over. They will take advantage of you. Yeah. Nigga, they will run you Man, over. That's just coming, what I learned. You know yeah. What I'm oh, yeah. I'm, I've, I've been in sales and African people, they'll be like, I want to do cash. Nigga, just because you want to do cash don't mean I'm going to drop it or half the price. Right, right. Cash like, don't make that. You know what I'm saying? Just because I'm black doesn't mean like we can be on the same rules like when you're at home. Like, I can't barter, you know, <laughs> selling what I'm selling. You know it's a multinational <laughs> corporation. They're not going to let me barter, right, bro. Like, they will hire me. Lowering the price for you. Yeah, if you okay. can build me a home in Africa after I sell you this shit and I can live there for right, free, now, nigga, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, bro, I do find, honestly, I love African American women too. I love them to death, period, uh-huh. point blank, period. I do I find that. with African women, there is a unique, because, you know, just something, when you're not raising that culture and you don't, and it's just something different, I do find right. them to be a little bit more, in some ways, and sometimes I found them charming. There's a charmingness mm-hmm. to them. Yes, they can be very blunt and very straightforward and have set, they set some expectations. I, I found that you're not going to get no pussy from no African woman in the first two weeks. You're not, that's pussy is not available. I don't, I don't know if that's been your experience, but pussy is not. It's rare. Yeah. Yeah. My expectation talking to an African woman, if I'm gonna get pussy, it's gonna be about a month. Right. Right. You might as well get some flowers to throw at her feet when she walks and shit. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. You, you gotta do that. And you, and you make sure that, you know, your hairline gotta, your, your shape up gotta be always on. Cause them African niggas, them Nigerian brothers, they, they flex a different level, bro. We think black dudes yeah. flex, nigga, Nigerian it's niggas like, flex. They, they like, they like Japanese people. You know what I mean? Like, they, they like dress a certain way. You know what I'm saying? That's why I gotta get the little African garb one time to flex on it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I can wear your stuff too. Yeah, you know yeah, yeah. Like, I'm about to get the all white, John, look like a priest with the little <laughs> tall hat. Yeah. My little neck, 
I'll let you know. You'll see it on Instagram. Okay. You you look like a like like an Afrocentric Mortal Kombat character. I got you. Yeah, the Nigerians are making black regular black that's my thing. the Nigerian dudes are making regular black dudes. We gotta step our game up. They fucking getting our women. They flexing. They making they making business moves. Nigerian Americans are a fucking beast, nigga. They I think they are the they elite of the black. Other, bro. Yeah. They yeah. look out for each other. They be like, Oh, you Nigerian? Mm-hmm. That's what's up. Let me get your number. Facts. What's your family doing? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Nigerians are very family centric. Yeah. So they'll connect their family with another family. So now their family's working with this family. Somebody in that Nigerian family is doing the business and then their business not connected to their business. They don't do that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? We're not that we don't communicate out here. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like they, you know people will say, um, oh, you're from New Jersey. Then like we'll connect off that, but that'll be like just it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. oh, you live out here. Oh, okay, like and then that'll be just like weird. And Nigerian people, they, they, you know, follow up with each other. African people follow up with each other. Yeah. From Liberia, okay, that's what's up. Liberian too. We cool. And and I'm gonna say something that I don't know. I'm just gonna. I might get my black card revoked, but I'm gonna say something about black uh, culture and African culture. African food is better than soul food. I'm just keeping it a hundred, bro. I love soul food. I love grits. I love chicken i love collard greens i love all that stuff but nigga when you have some good ass nigerian food or some good ass african food the way they season that shit nigga i'm sorry if you put the african food versus soul food bro nigga they got like five different colors of rice nigga yeah yeah the rice game is crazy you know black people african-americans yeah, you pretty much get yellow and white rice. That's it, nigga. You might get some basmati, nigga. You might get some jasmine rice. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? A little, little switch up. You yeah, know what I mean? maybe a little jasmine. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? But like, we ain't got too much variety. Mm-hmm. See, they be using some seasons we ain't never tasted before. So I understand why you feel like that, nigga. I went to a Liberian. My my boy Buggy. Um, I grew up next to some li- um, some Liberian folks, and my boy Buggy <clears throat> graduated high school. And it's, nigga, I'm still mad to the day that I didn't take that doggy bag. The doggy bag haunts me to this day. And there's, and I want to hear your doggy bag stories where they haunt you to this day. Because it haunts me to this day. His mother, I love his mother to death. She literally had like seven different color of rices, bro. And she had specific meats that went with those specific rices. And nigga, I wish I would have bought a goddamn tub. Or I would have got a bucket of from, from Home Depot to have the food. Because... The food was so fucking good, bro. I wish I could have spent the night, nigga. That's how good it was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> be like that, bro. So what's your doggy bag story? What, what, what is something that a doggy bag that, that you wish you could have took with you, but you knew you, you was like, I'm good, but you never took it, and, you, and it still haunts you to this day? I went to a Jamaican cookout, and they had curry crab. I was like, what's the fuck? Curry crab? Yes, nigga. nigga get the fuck out of here. That don't exist. Curry. Nigga, the crab was curry. Swear to God, on my mother. Curry crab, nigga? Like crab. Nigga, what? <laughs> what? Nigga, I'm on my way right I now, nigga. No Fuck. Right I'm driving to Maryland right now, bro. I'm in my car right now, nigga. <laughs> Dog, it was in D.C. that it happened, too, but the chick that threw it was, like, my mom's, like, co-worker. So, it was all cool. And we went out there, and, like, I I grabbed the crab. I was like, what's this thing doing? I cracked it, dog, and I ate it. And, I, and right before I ate it, I noticed I got some of my sneakers. I was like, man, I was like fresh sneakers, you know what I'm saying? And you know it's curry because when you wipe stuff, that shit don't come up. No, nah, nigga. Like, fuck, man. It's like I'm a murder so scene. Angry. It's a murder scene. I broke, and then I ate the crab. I was like, you know something? It ain't even that bad. <laughs> I was like, you know what? Fuck this thing. <laughs> <laughs> Cur- bro, I, now, now you know I'm a, I'm a food. I, I'm not saying I'm a foodie. I hate that fucking word. It sounds so elitist. I love food. My nickname as a kid, as a baby, my grandma used to call me Eat Eat, nigga. I'm yeah. the most uh, as a as a dude that's under 160 pounds. My nickname is Eat Eat. Okay, so I love yeah. food. And so the fact that you're saying this, bro, my mouth is watering as we speak. And yeah. and I need to uh, yeah I need to go back home just if this just for that simple fact alone to carry crab. So yeah. there's something also interesting about you, bro. That I remember. Did you play lacrosse? Yeah. So that yeah. Means, so let's talk that about that, nigga. I love lacrosse, and and being from the, from New, Northeast where we're from, up basically upstate New York down to basically DC. Lacrosse is a big thing, man. 
Um, yeah. What? Are, so tell me how you got into lacrosse because traditionally, and black people in the South, I don't know, I don't think that's they're more basketball and football, but definitely football. Kind of give our our listeners. Um, the lacrosse experience as a black dude and how you got into lacrosse. Because for me, I'm a big lacrosse fan. I actually love, I actually prefer in some situations watching lacrosse over watching college basketball, watching college lacrosse over college mm-hmm. basketball, to be honest with you. Yeah. yeah. So for me, um, I played pretty much every sport, you know, over my lifetime. I've, I've been in gymnastics. I've done Friday. I played baseball. I played soccer. I played football. I played basketball. Um, I did a day of track. I'll tell you about that later. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know what I'm saying? I played all that stuff. And when I was in high school, one of my football coaches was a lacrosse coach. And he was like, yeah, I think you should play lacrosse. I was like, nah, because I thought it was a white sport. So I was like, I wasn't open-minded enough. You know what I'm saying? And no one ever put, like, the stick in my hand and said, this is a lacrosse thing. This is what you do. This is how you throw. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. These are the rules of the game. No one ever did that. They said, you should play lacrosse. I didn't know what that meant. Mm-hmm. So they never showed me a highlight. So when I went into Howard... After two years of not doing anything but drinking and smoking, I was like, you know, at community college and, you know, serving and stuff, I I really wanted to get active. I was like, I need to do something. You know what I'm saying? You know, when you go to college, you're supposed to join some type of social group. Mm-hmm. So I was just signing up for stuff. And then, like, it was two sports tables, right? Mm-hmm. It was a hockey table. It was a Howard Hockey. And it was Howard Lacrosse. Mm-hmm. I signed up for both. Okay. Okay? Because I looked up some stuff. And I realized, one, I already knew hockey because you could fight in hockey. I was like, I can fight. So I was like, well, let's, let's play hockey. Jeez. And then okay. I was like, let me sign up for lacrosse and look up some stuff. And then I looked it up. And I was like, oh, I can do this. I didn't realize you can hit people with the pole. Mm-hmm. You I can rock the fuck out of somebody. Right, right. And you know what I'm saying? Like, I went to a white school. I would have been up seeing up all the white people I was talking on the trash back in the day. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I didn't know that. You know what I'm saying? I didn't know this was an option. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I got into it. And I like contact, but, you know, the thing about lacrosse contact is clean contact. You know, mm-hmm. football is like pretty contact. You know what I'm saying? You, you just throw in your body. You know, lacrosse is more precise. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a combination of football, basketball, soccer, and rugby. Yeah. Um, and it's an endurance sport. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So I really, I really enjoyed it. It took, you know, time because when I picked it up, let's say I was, what, 21? Oh, shit. 21, damn. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, and, you know, I'm playing against kids that have been playing this since they were five. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, like, we coming out there, it was like our first, you know, scrimmage. And just like a black school, we had, like, maybe two practices. <laughs> it was like, all right, y'all, we got a scrimmage on Saturday. We got it. We got the natural black athleticism. We work it out. Right. We're going to go out there and show them what it is. Yeah. Bro, I went out there for that scrimmage. Mm-hmm. It was against another black school, too. I got cramps in both calves. <laughs> like I was just, I was like bro I, I was like I'm about to die in the field you had a double calfer bro dude, like, huh a double calfer <laughs> oh man I was like it, it, it looked like I got shot like I was running down <laughs> done I was like oh <laughs> I was like, try to run, run off the first one I was like alright I'm good coach put me back in <laughs> banana went out there two minutes down <laughs> next one I was like whoa so after we got dogged that day, and then we had another scrimmage next week against, like, some high school people. Mm-hmm. And this is also another group of people that's been playing for a while. They dogged us. Oh, I'm like, damn. I'm very competitive. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. But I also realized, like, in lacrosse, just, like, kind of like basketball, you got, like, people that's been dribbling since they were five mm-hmm. is different than people that's been dribbling since they were 19. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's true. It's a certain type of muscle that and coordination that you, you know, develop. Yeah. And, you know, Mo- a lot of white people play lacrosse, so like when they come out and play, they can do stuff that we just don't, didn't have the strength to do at the time. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, because um, it's a certain muscle that you have to keep the ball in to kind of dribble the ball up the court. Because if you just hold it, you're gonna fall out every time. Yeah. So after I, I, you know, learned the dynamics of it, got the fundamentals down, we started winning. You know what I'm saying? Like, and you got to remember, like, this isn't a, a varsity sport. This is a club sport. Mm-hmm. And the program was suspended. So, like, me, a couple other people, and an old coach and a, a alumni and stuff like that, like, we pretty much sparked it back up. Oh, really? So now, like, you know, the first, yeah, yeah. So the first year, like, we just we just had to schedule a game. The second year, we had more games, and we could go to playoffs, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, we had a HBCU All-Star game, and 
you know, ACCU playoffs, which he won. Mm-hmm. So it was a great time. I think lacrosse is something that all black people need to look into, especially if you have kids, because it's a girl and boy sport. Yeah. And what people don't realize is that lacrosse grows like 200% a year because more people get into it. Yeah. Because like you said, yeah, it's in more in the East Coast side, but honestly, it's starting to go to, there's people in California that's playing a lot of lacrosse. There's people now in Texas, Florida, Georgia, playing a lot of lacrosse now. Really? Um, it's a be- bro, yeah. it's a beautiful, honestly, bro. I, I'm a big. I used to talk about tennis and different things, bro. The, my fa- this is my thing. I I, th- I I pride myself in being well rounded. I love sports. Period. I love competition. Period. Okay. I'm a biggest. I'm the hugest tennis nerd out there. I can watch golf and be in, entangled with it. And and um, I even I love watching like, lacrosse. Is one of the most beautiful sports to watch on TV. Period. Especially if it's a, a really close game. When play when played when played like clean. Because yeah. I'm gonna be honest with you. Me and, me and my team, we yeah. weren't the cleanest team, yeah. okay? Because once we start losing, we just about to hit you. <laughs> it makes you not want to play anymore, and then we'll have to school. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because, because we may not have the lacrosse skill, but yeah. we got the athleticism. Yeah, we're going to beat that we're ass. Y'all ass. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm <laughs> <laughs> y'all throwing buck. We may not win, but y'all going to walk away with an ass with Y'all going... <laughs> Y'all like the y'all like the fucking the, the Detroit Pistons, goddamn it! Y'all y'all y'all, y'all knucking and bucking on niggas. Gridiron gang of lacrosse for a while. God damn! <laughs> Who's out there picking on people? Damn. So what's the? What, like, we gotta play them. <laughs> did you ever play any big schools like uh, Maryland or Towson yeah, University? We played University of Maryland. We played John Shit. Hopkins. We played Morgan State. How was that, bro? Um, Tell me about them. Yeah. Uh, what you saying? So let's talk about all right. Let's talk about the University of Maryland and that that and Johns Hopkins because those are very well known, top of the line, top cream of the crop, lacrosse. Right. How was that experience? It was weird because the club teams are pretty much people that really didn't make the varsity team. Mm-hmm. So we go out there and these kids are doing doing like you know it's like we out there looking like Sean Bradley, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, or like a, a a Sean Kemp, like we can dunk, but then we go and then we see. You know, they out there looking like Larry Bird. You know what I'm saying? Behind the back passes and Dang. throws and stuff like that. We was like, okay. Once we thought they were doing it, we were like, we're going to start doing it now. You know what I'm yeah. So we started, like, getting into it. Like, you know what I mean? Um, you start seeing people, like, I was telling people, like, walk around with your stick, trying to make, like, a social thing. Mm-hmm. We was throwing parties. You know what I'm saying? Like, we was, <laughs> we was out there getting it, okay? Damn. Um, so, so did you guys, when you played Maryland, did y'all try to put some extra licks yeah. on them because they're PWI? You try to put a little extra? Absolutely. Damn. More like, we, we went into this like, all right, they're more skilled than us, but they can't beat us. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> so, like, you know what I'm saying? As long as the goalie held it down, we was good. So Damn. We didn't, we didn't, you know what I'm saying? Um, Damn. We got wins that people wasn't expecting us to win. You know what I'm saying? We beat the George Mason. You know what I'm saying? We ain't never beat John Hopkins in New Jersey. <laughs> Damn. So how was, how was Morehouse, guys? Were, were, they, were they, like, cocky? Oh man, they were some cocky people, bro. Yeah. I think that was our biggest like rivalry. For real? <laughs> yeah. I hit somebody, bro, because it was crazy, you know what I'm saying? Because people come down, you know what I'm saying? Because like we Howard, and people just always think like we trying to be leaders and we just be chilling. Because yeah. if you come in with some shit, we got it for you. And it's like, we all black. Why are you hitting me after the whistle? Oh, you know what wow. I'm saying? So now I got to hit you, okay? So now he hit me after the whistle. And I came back around and I knew this one dude because he, he do two spins. You know what I'm saying? You know, sports, you got to study people. Mm-hmm. Two spins and try to shoot. By that second spin, I was there. I wasn't even defending it. I totally left my guy. I hit him. I hit him so hard that I didn't realize I came with so much momentum mm-hmm. that I just like extended my arms up. Damn. So I got a red flag and I got you know taken out of the game for like two minutes. But it's okay. Damn. All right. So I have a question right. for you as a, as a lacrosse watcher. So it because I've seen people get fucking blown the fuck up. So it's so my right. question to you is what is the the parameters of like this is egregious and not because can you so basically my question to you is can you blow people up number one and then what's the limit of of, of blowing people up? You can blow people up, but mm-hmm. it's like you know, like kind of like a it can be like a hit stick type thing, but you can't extend your arm. You know, in in a basketball, like when you dribbling down the court mm-hmm. and. So to get separation, you can't really extend your arm. You can kind of, like, keep your arm, like, in a certain position. Oh, okay. That type of thing. So when I hit you, I can't, like, extend, like I said, with my arms. I can't, you know, mm-hmm. like, with the stick, I can't, like, hit you in the legs or in the head or stuff, stuff like that. I can only hit you in the chest and arm. Mm. Damn. So you was putting licks on that dude. You, 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 you rocked the oh. shit out of him. Bro, and I'm not the biggest person. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was funny because, like, I had, like, friends from New Jersey. 
and they were like big dudes. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it would be me. I was midi, which is the person that goes back and forth, and it was defense. Mm-hmm. So we were intimidating. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> y'all, y'all made y'all made you know be more silly at the game, but we were intimidating. So damn. Did y'all Actually, did, like, did, let's say you get up two goals? Mm-hmm. We're gonna start putting hits on y'all. Y'all not gonna want to go over there. Y'all shooting shoot from way back there. <laughs> I just fucking niggas like, all right, bro, I'm good. Like you just you seeing I mean, if they I, got the bitch I in them or not? I'm like, I look at them. I'm like, it's time. Oh shit! And I see my man. I see my man Josiah taking heads off. Wow, my friend Ethan taking heads off. Wow. Warriors. Warriors. But also too, it was funny too. They had so many people on their team, bro. Oh, for real? They would have full team substitutions. We would have a team on the field, mm-hmm. and we wouldn't have, like, a full team. <laughs> God damn. So, so, like, they would come in fresh. <laughs> <laughs> so we just taking out fresh heads now. Blah! <laughs> <laughs> one kid had to get carted off the field. That's what one of my friends. Damn, dog. Have you, have you ever depleted anybody? Like, uh... Hit them out their shoes. Yeah, just knock them out their fucking shoes. Yeah, but what we do it's more like in lacrosse, like when you when they drop their stick, mm-hmm. or when you hit somebody's stick out of their hands, mm-hmm. the yard sale. That's more like what that is. Oh. So yeah, I've definitely taken a couple people out like that. Absolutely, it's fun. <laughs> you know what I'm saying I know how to hit. Damn. You know what I'm saying like, yeah, it was fun. You know what I mean? It was, and it got me back in shape. You know what I mean? Like I was really like in shape. That was the last time I was really in shape. And and I would imagine the, the black girls at Howard University that watched the lacrosse were super hot. Well, you know, we have a girls lacrosse team. They, they, were they really hot? Cute. They were very cute. Yeah. I always find black girls that play volleyball, basketball, and, like, uh, soccer really hot. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Real. Something about that sport that makes the, the cheeks just, they just define them cheeks. And it's like, okay, sis, I see you burning it up, getting them calories in. I understand you. You know, I, and I just love, honestly, I went through a phase where I just try to date only athletic women, like women that play basketball or their sports, period. Like, that's my thing. I, I had a thing right. for like athletic women. It's like something about a girl that can bust your ass in basketball that's really. See, I'm competitive. See, I'm competitive, bro. Like, yeah. I, like I had a girl, she was talking like, "Oh, I just went back." I'm like, "Oh, fuck, you just get on the court then? What you saying?" Like, yeah, yeah. She was oh, like, yeah. "Oh, that." You know, I, I ain't the big, I ain't the tallest person, so you know, most things about my height. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> you really think they can take me? I'm like, all right. But oh, yeah. bad though, I was all right. So, I mean, I, I don't know if I need to say no judgment, but I was dating this girl. Mm-hmm. She blind, but she vision impaired. You know what I'm saying? She ain't fully blind. She's vision impaired. And I took her out. On our first date, I took her like to an arcade, you know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. like, she said she like seasick stuff, like bowling and stuff. Mm-hmm. This is something different. And we played on a little basketball court, drone, you know what I'm saying? It's the arcade. Mm-hmm. Have you actually beat me in two games straight? I was trying. Damn. Like, how blind are you? Like, are you, like, can you, like, what can you speak? <laughs> I was like, yo. Because she doesn't walk with a stick. If you meet her, you wouldn't think that she is, you know, vision impaired. She was but, a vision impaired, bro? Yes! Yes! <laughs> yes! Nigga, <laughs> she thought you was. Um, Every time she, I take her to a basketball court, I beat her. She, you know thought, she thought you was Idris Alba, but you was. <laughs> right, and, and like, you know what I mean? It was, it was crazy because, like, she wasn't born this way. She had an accident, you know what I'm saying? Oh, and, like, shit. And surgery and stuff. And the surgery, one of the surgeries left her, you know, with this condition. Damn. You know but she's a beautiful girl with a beautiful personality. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We're still cool. Yeah. And um, I was like, ever since then, I was like, mm, I have to test her blindness. So, you know, I, I used to throw stuff at her, like a pillow or something, just to see. Yeah. <laughs> you catch that bit, too. Dog, I put, I'm going to tell you my story playing against women that play sports. There's two. Well, there's really three. I've played a girl that played at Catholic University. I played a girl that went to um, Stevens University, and I played against a girl that played at Syracuse University. I'm gonna tell you my story. So, the one that played at Catholic University, yeah, I played all different divisions, nigga. Um, the first girl that played at Catholic University definitely beat her. She, 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 and she played varsity basketball. She went to River Hill. She was really good. 
I bust her ass. I never, and, and just so everyone knows in the audience, I've never played organized basketball in my life and like for like a legitimate team or varsity. Just hood shit nigga shit. Just playing with hood niggas, you, you know, and working on your game that way. So I grew up in a neighborhood where niggas played ball all day, every day. And um, all the time, you know, I played. You always turn it on. Yeah, you had to turn it on because yeah, these niggas played at five star camp. One of the dudes I played with, his name is DJ. Um, he played. He played community college and he went to the community college championship. Nigga, six six, uh-huh. two hundred thirty pounds and just a motherfucking beast. And he never played like legitimate. He played. I think he played one year of varsity or two years of varsity. But other than that, just this neighborhood shit. And this nigga playing on a legitimate college basketball team, like on a, on a championship level team. So our neighborhood was a legitimately a place where you needed to hoop. Like you, had, you can't be a bum ass nigga to be on the court. So anyway, I played her. I washed her ass. Sorry, Catholic University. Get, work on your basketball program. Boom. Get the fuck out of here. Uh-huh. I played against a shorty. She played on a community. She played um, at Mount Hebron High School. She was on the Mount Hebron undefeated girls basketball team. She won, She had the game winning shot. She was uh, of, on a varsity team. She also played at Stevenson where she was a player. She started at, at, at I think she started, possibly started at Stevenson. And she was a little bit more difficult, but I beat her too as well. She had a great jump shot. And she actually was, I think she might have had a little bit taller than me. She might have been like 5'10", five, five, maybe 5'11". Five, beat her. And then I played, bro, nigga. I played against a girl that played at Syracuse. I said, there's levels to this shit. Um, shout out to my girl, Shay Taft. She played at Syracuse. She was a like Baltimore City. I think she maybe played a year or some shit. She's, I think she's like 5'10", five, 5'11". And she, 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 but very thick and very solid. She's actually a firefighter in Howard County, Maryland. Um, very athletic oh. chick. She, nigga, she, she had me slipping and sliding, nigga. She was catching my neck. She was bringing the ball back. She was, and, and also she, she did outweigh me a little bit, but she's just more solid. She was division one caliber, nigga. There's a difference between a division one caliber and like a smaller bro, division. Nigga, nigga, she had it me is. slipping and sliding, nigga. She it's was hitting me with. It's a different way that they train, bro. And- yeah. Yeah. Her niggas ain't, ain't up to that. Nah, nigga, she, she, I will honestly say she beat me, bro. She bust my Shay Taft. I bow down to you, sis. But I think I could get on a good day. If, if I had, if I stretched and I had a good meal, I think I could give it, I could give it, I could give it. She didn't beat me bad, bro. She didn't like cook me. Um, but it was like, definitely was difficult. I think she probably beat me like four or five by four or five. She, she, she bust my ass. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, nah, I'm, I'm way too competitive, bro. I'm like a real sport. Yeah, I'm, I'm turning that shit on. It's like my my cousins, they all girls. I, I ain't, I ain't holding them back. Nah, so that's why it kind of hurt me to lose like that. I guess someone that's vision impaired. Like, <laughs> I'm like, damn, nigga. Yeah, <laughs> did you did you like affirmative action? That's the only reason why you won. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I had to even give her equal smoke, but. Oh. But you know what I, I find about a lot of black men that I really respect, dude? I think black men, as much as a lot of black women, some black women, Shea Butter Twitter, I'm going to go after y'all niggas, yeah. I want the smoke, Shea Butter Twitter, fuck out of here. Um, I think a lot of black dudes are very understanding. Outside, of, I'm not talking about the ignorant ones. I'm talking about the black brothers that's really trying to do the work, trying to understand men. Like the ignorant ones be the ones that be on internet. They the fuck internet. us up, yeah. They be like, yeah, they got women, black women wanting to get their asses injected and their titties. I'm like, no, but a real nigga, honestly... Real, the real, a real nigga that's really doing the work and really trying to work on himself and understand misogyny and really trying to understand what black women are going through. We, I think we, like for me, some of the girls that my guy, my boys have dated, I'm like, man, she's not on your level, like in terms of looks, but like her personality is good and she makes me feel, I'm like, I think a, I think a lot of black women should look at those brothers, man, that are in, are in sociology or are in to political science who are doing the work. And, and I hate that the loud mouth dudes talk so much shit is like those Joe Scott type dudes and it's like for me I try to give black women the benefit of the doubt you know and me traditionally I, I have not I'm not what most black women would want I'm like you know I'm into different things now that I got my beard connecting and I got my little swag coming sure I book some but in my early 20 in my early 20s nah I was I was getting all the Asian bitches and all the Beckys and I don't date Beckys at all I don't but I was getting all the Asian Jones and maybe even some Indian girls from time to time so I was definitely not the 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 just specific you know type, but I think we do try to give women black women the benefit of the doubt. Like I, I she may got a little bit of weight on her, but she got a good personality. That don't matter. She may she may not be necessarily not a, a dime and, and have you know. But I think a lot of black dudes who who have done the work, we're I think we're more way more open to dating outside of your league. You know you know how people say I only date dimes. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of black dudes are okay with dating sevens and sixes. Yeah, I mean. I feel like there's a lot of anger nowadays. You know what I'm saying? There's a whole lot of anger. And it's on the black man's side. It's on the black woman's side. You know what I'm saying? And we just need to acknowledge, like, 
where we're at. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I feel like everybody needs some, some type of acknowledgement. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> because, yeah. like, we need to acknowledge the anger that we're all experiencing. Exactly. Because that's just on, like, social media, and it's, like, kind of sad. Some of the stuff I've been seeing, of, like, because, like, black women cannot just, can just say anything about a black man. Anything. You know Unchecked. They can just say anything. And it's just, like, just like if I if I said something about you, you would be heard about it. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I had this one thing too. Like all Howard men are trash after they graduate. I'm just like, damn. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, I didn't even try to talk to you, but damn, girl. Yeah, all right. Yeah. So it's just like when it when it comes to like you know um you know what we're all looking for. Mm-hmm. I think we need to trying to take a break because it's kind of like for men for us we're investing, the, we're investing a lot too you know what i'm saying the time mm-hmm. more than likely the money because we are going to be the people spending stuff mm-hmm. more than likely mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying it's, a, it's 2020 so you know having a woman that pay for stuff is nice but like you know people like to be catered to and i respect that you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying but i can't give it all to you you know what i'm saying <laughs> like i feel like it should be a gradual you know thing you know what i mean i'm trying to I want to be in relationship with you, but I want to try to be in relationship with my friends. I want to be able to open, be open with you. And I feel like nowadays, patience is not a virtue. Bro, I think a lot <laughs> of people, a lot of people sacrifice of truth. I honestly feel like black men, this is just, and, and we're going to have another ep- more episodes about like specifically it's like subjects like this. This is more of a universal yeah. subject, but as black men, we really want friends. We re- like for me, we for black men, I think our love language is a best friend. Like, it's nothing like having your girl be like, nigga, LeBron, that nigga LeBron's soft, or just having a conversation right. or being like, hey, babe, let's go do it. Because ultimately, I think a lot of dudes just date women to be a girlfriend, they don't date women to be their friend. You should start right. off as a, you, you know, you got to start off as a best friend. And then you look, girl, mm-hmm. like for me, going forward, like when I, when I date, my thing is I set the table, I want a best friend, period, first. Mm-hmm. I want to get eventually to where we're because we're heading towards something like a, a long term. But let's start off as best friends and we work with that and then we take that friendship and we build that. And your best the best relationship you should have should be your girl should be your best friend. If your girl is always like, oh, I don't do this. I don't do that. And I don't want to do this. And I don't want to do that. Then don't date her. I think black men should be in a point where they say, you know what? This is for me. Stop trying to just go with the nice titties and the ass. Hop off that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm willing to take yeah. a girl that don't got no titties and barely got some ass, but they got a great personality that lo- that's willing to be my best friend. And wants, to, like you said, go to the arcade. Then wants to go to like an anime convention. Nigga might want to go to an anime convention with you. Right. My thing is like, I'll go do your shit. Exactly. You go to a weed convention. Let's fucking go. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Niggas like, let's go for the weeds, nigga. Let's go. Yeah. Like what? Like we can watch this stuff. You want to watch? Like it's a. I realized, like, like you know what I mean? With the Will and Jada thing, I did realize something that you just say, deep. Like, you can't find happiness outside of yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I can't make you happy. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people want me to make them happy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, like, that, I don't I don't like that type of pressure. No. I like to be able to, I like to, I like to generally make you happy. Mm-hmm. I don't want to, like, oh, I got to make sure I do this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Please yeah. satisfy the person. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, we all got to change for the better. Mm-hmm. And if something is bothering you, I want that type of communication. Mm-hmm. But I, I I just don't know, man. I'm just gonna be over here. <laughs> yeah, but my thing is, dude, too, bro. I've, I've I've made a commitment to myself that I said I'm only gonna I'm gonna marry a black woman, period, regardless. And it's, yeah, and oh yeah, oh yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. the heart. That, that's the goal. Yeah, you know, and that's but, the goal. You know, if, she's, go. if, she's, if, she's, if she's Latina, that's okay. Exactly. If she Afro Latina, <laughs> I'm gonna make a cap. She could be. She could be you black Brazilian. Where, she could be. Right, you know. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, as, as long as you're open to being like, you know, to the black culture, I'll be open to your culture. Yeah. But I don't, I don't see myself like really. Marrying outside of some type. Of yeah, like the dysphoria, the dysphoria for blackness is huge. You can marry, nigga. You can get an El Salvadorian, black El Salvadorian. You can get a black uh, Puerto Rican. You can get, but, 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 whatever. Oh, yeah. So, so my thing I is, yeah, and that's my thing, bro. Because I, I honestly, it has been a struggle dating black women. I'm not gonna talk. I never will talk down. But in terms of right. openness and just communication, like date black men. Oh yeah, sure. just like it's a struggle dating black men. Of course, I had to work through my stuff too. And so for what mm-hmm. I told someone, I said, you know. Um, I said, what I was, what I was I telling them? I said, at the end of the day, I want, I, re- I relate, especially as black people and black, and black love, 
our relationship has to add value to you as a person. So what I mean is, let's just say she's a lawyer or a doctor, whatever she is, right? And she may be more introverted and you more extroverted, like me and you more extroverted type dudes. The balance that we're going to bring to her life is we're going to help her to see the beauty and being more open to people and talking to people, meeting straight. Like for me, I can have a 10, nine minute conversation with anybody, period. I don't care where they're from. Mm-hmm. I can easily open up to people and talk to people and they may be a little bit more introverted and if your relationship doesn't make you a better person so you have to be happy within yourself but your relationship the value the way you determine the value of your relationship and if it's worth a long-term commitment it doesn't make you a better more well-rounded person if your relationship is not making you a better more well-rounded person then fuck it because you're not developing as a human being yeah you know like that type of energy and time is a lot to you know, give somebody and just like totally forget about it. Like, you know, it happens. You know what I'm saying? Cause that's what we all do. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? We, we talk to somebody and they're like, you know, it falls apart and they're like, all right, well, I guess we'll all just move on. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's not really the best way to do it. You know what I'm saying? We should be able to deal with what we, yeah. what happens and, you know, move ahead appropriately. Oh yeah. And I, I do, I mean, I've done it. I'm not saying I haven't done it. You know what I'm saying? Um, I, it's a struggle. Like I said, everybody's dealing with, with some anger. Oh, yeah. And I'm... That's Couples counsel. The next girl I date, bro, mm-hmm. I'm all over her Facebook. Yeah. I'm, I'm checking all that. I need to see everything you said <laughs> before you met me. Oh, yeah. So I'll know where your mind is. You know what I'm saying? If you, if you always like, niggas ain't shit, niggas ain't shit, I'm already thinking, I'm like, I ain't shit. Yeah. So if you have that type of uh, idea about me, what am I really doing? Yeah, and all black couples need relationship counseling. We, we're we're going through four hundred years of slavery and trauma. We're going through white supremacy yeah. on a daily basis. We're going through microaggressions. Yeah. All if you really want your black relationship to work, if you love your girl and you really want her to be that, exactly. We have to have therapy, bro. We gotta have it, bro. That's my thing. That's my new question. I'd be like, have you have you are you in therapy? Are have you are you handling your therapy? Because that's my thing. I've done therapy before. I respect you have. Mm-hmm. I respect me too me too I, a woman I dated down in DC um, in, my, in my mid to early 20s she got me into going and I was like oh that's what I'm talking yeah. about as a black woman she got me to do it and I said oh she's making me a better person now she was a Jesus freak there's nothing wrong with being a Jesus freak mm-hmm. um, I am a pan-African like Afrocentric spiritual person I believe right. in I believe in you know a higher being God. but I'm not you're not getting me on church every. and down south it's like I want a God fearing me and I'm like right. nigga I'm sorry 400 years of slavery I, even I, Atlanta too they don't play that nah nigga nah nah it's either really like nigga fuck that shit or it's like nigga you need to go to church with, and, and, and sing Kurt Franklin in the car with me on the way to church so yeah. um yeah, bro, but yeah. but it's but it's overall I love it, dog. I, in terms of just being a black man down here in Atlanta, it's the best place for a black man to be. I think yeah, that's, it, the that's cost of living move, is great. Man. That's my next move. For real, bro. Yeah, bro. Nigga, yeah, I think, I, bro. If, if, if I'm gonna get a job and I'm gonna get my resume up, but yeah. Atlanta's definitely gonna be the next move for where I would like to, you know, build. If I can do anything for you, bro, to help you facilitate or just jobs or anything, bro, I got you. You know. All right, I appreciate. It. Yeah, man. So, guys. This has been an interesting, dope, intriguing, universal conversation, man. We're going to have Xavier back more often. In season two, look forward to us really getting turning the comedy. I want us to be the best pound-for-pound comedy podcast out, period. So we're going to do that. And I think Xavier brings a unique perspective. I think he brings a point of view that's rarely needed. And I look forward to having him as a, as a continuous guest on and maybe being a long-term cast member. Um, as well we'll talk about that off the air but guys um xavier tell people where they can find you do you do you have anything like on your comedy where people can find any of your comedy stuff yeah i'm actually doing reconstruction um okay. what do you call it uh right now you can still find me under blue with no e underscore cordon with a c uh that's my instagram mm-hmm. you can find me on there mm-hmm. uh but uh I, i'm going i'm going something different i'm gonna i'm gonna change my stage name to new, new comedy. That's what it's going to be called. Mm-hmm. New with the K. Mm-hmm. Uh, for knowledge and my keep. So. I like that. 
I like that, bro. I think you brought a lot to the discussion today, bro. I'm appreciative of our friendship. And as black men, we continue to extend our hand out to each other. We support and uplift each other as black people. We have a responsibility to do that. And this podcast is part of that. It's my commitment to the black community, my commitment to using my platform to, to put voices that need to be heard, point of views that need to be heard, folks that are genuinely funny and they need to be heard. This X needs to be heard. So, guys, thank you so much for coming down the rabbit hole with us. I appreciate you. You can find my stuff on at the Rob the MC on Instagram. You can also find um, the Down the Rabbit Hole podcast on Facebook, and also you can subscribe to us on wherever fine podcasts to listen to. We're on Anchor, we're on Spotify, we're on Google Podcast, we're on all the platforms. So please um, subscribe, leave comments. You can do that via the the uh, the Anchor app, and um, I love your feedback. Okay, and thank you so much and peace